Why don't you just bow your heads just for a moment. We'll take communion. Man, I'm just, man, what an amazing moments in worship. Lord, we just ask that you would just move in this place. I thank you for your presence. God, we thank you for your spirit moving and speaking. And God, I just pray that there is a refreshing that's taking place. Lord, what an amazing reminder. nothing to offer to gain salvation we got nothing to give we come empty we come broken God we come filthy we come dirty we come as rags we come as sinners we got nothing to offer you for salvation but God you so love the world you gave your only begotten son even in us that we've had nothing to give we come broken we come lost we came filthy no surprise to you Jesus you dealt with the sin issue and you gave us freedom and you gave us life you've washed us clean that we can declare firmly that I am saved and I am safe and I am forgiven and I have been bought back and I belong to God I am his I am his son I am his daughter I have been released from my filth and my shame and my sin and I'm covered by the blood of Christ God, how do we say thank you? How do we respond to that? Jesus, you just simply said, don't forget. Remember. Remember the price that was paid. Remember the work that was done. Remember the love that was displayed on a cross. God, you loved us and you proved it. Undeniable. Can never be defeated. And it can never fail. Our salvation, our redemption can never fail. Jesus, you are faithful. Jesus, you are faithful. You are true. And we remember you today. We remember the beautiful work. And we are put into a humble place. We had nothing, nothing to offer for this. But Jesus, you died on that cross for us. response is just one of gratitude, one of thankfulness. And you just simply say, God, who's actually in charge? This is not us. We serve you. We honor you. 
We adore you. In Jesus' name. Come on, you may have a seat, please. Come on, if you could take out your communion cups and just kind of open them up and then just... Church, what is it to, to be reminded again in just a beautiful, humble way to say, Lord, this is just, I'm amazed that I'm saved. I don't deserve this. I, I don't deserve to be saved. For the wages of sin is death. I actually deserve death. That's what I rightfully deserve. But because of God's truly amazing grace and the depth of his love for you and his love for me, he sent his son and put him on a cross to deal with the sin issue once and for all. Revelation 1 says this, verse 5, And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, the ruler of the kings of the earth, to him who loves us, released us from our sin by his blood loves us. Did you know that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, he put himself on that cross because yes, God the Father loves you and we say yes, God loves you, but we also say Jesus Christ loves you. There is this depth of Christ's love for you. And in his love for you, he released you, which means he set you free from sin. He set you free from that debt that we could not pay that was that sin debt that we rightfully earned and deserved death but Jesus who is a faithful witness Jesus who loves you and by his blood you have been released I love our time of communion because it's a great reminder that we need to start acting like we're free from sin. We need to begin to declare that we are free from sin. We need to begin to say no to sin. We need to begin to walk in a manner that says, no, I am a blood-bought, born-again believer in Jesus Christ. No, I belong to him. I am a child of God. And man, I can overcome sin. Sin has been dealt with. Matter of fact, I'm no longer a slave to sin. Matter of fact, I have been released by the precious, beautiful work of the cross because Jesus Christ, who is innocent and perfect, shed his perfect blood for me. He took my sin. And he called me right. And I stand right before him based off of the work that he did for me. Jesus just simply says, don't ever forget it. First Peter tells us that he was blameless and spotless. The precious, the beautiful, the valuable blood of the Lamb was shed for you and I. Church, what is it when you are reminded again today to say, God, I didn't... I didn't bring anything to the table except all of my filth and all of my sin. That's what I've got to offer. Yet your innocent, perfect lamb, your son, that his precious blood that was spotless and blameless was shed on that cross. 
so that I could take on his righteousness. That I could stand in your presence innocent to be right with you. Man, church, it's humbling. It's truly humbling. If you don't see it that way, I encourage you to come to Christ. I encourage you to realize you had nothing to do with this except to believe and to repent. Christ did all the work for you. And it's a free gift for you. If you thought you had something to do with your salvation and you had some great gift to offer for it, you got lied to. And that lie will cost you eternity. Come to Christ today on his terms. Jesus loves you. And he has rescued you. And he has delivered you. And he has saved you. But we must confess that he is Lord. We must repent from our sin and call it sin and turn. We must trust and believe in our faith to be in Christ, in Christ alone. In Christ alone. It's only Jesus. Lord, in this moment, we remember what it took and we thank you. We adore you. And we love you back. Jesus, we love you. On the night that he was betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it. He said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Please take it. In the same way, he took the cup. There's a new covenant in my blood. precious blood of the lamb slaughtered on a tree for you for me and that blood that was dripped was precious it's valuable it's cleansing salvation redemption it was the price that had to be paid Jesus Christ on a cross was the price for me. You are free. You are forgiven. You are released. No longer a slave to sin. Because his blood is worthy cleanse us from all sin. As often as you drink this, do it in remembrance of me. Go ahead, please. Come on, let's close this time out with a song. Man, if you could just stand back to your feet, please. Let's have a place of reverence in here and just be reminded again Jesus, we love you. We thank you. We honor you. And we are humbled before you.
let's just sing this chorus together. My chains are gone, I've been set free, my God, my Savior has ransomed.
we're here to give, to pour out our love, to pour out our offering as a sacrifice, as a living sacrifice for you, Jesus. God, we pray that you would bless this word. God, that it would pierce our hearts and our ears. God, that you would move in this place. God, we thank you in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. Amen. Woo. Man, so good. Thank you, bro. Hey, this closes out this series. Huge thanks to Pastor Jerry and Mecco for being a part of this series on Reality Check, all the preparation. Uh, it was just an, it's been an amazing series. Hope you have been blessed. Next week, we start Blessed, which is our marriage series. Very excited for this year's marriage series. Um, I believe marriage is designed and created by God Almighty uh, for his purpose and for his glory. Um, and we're going to have an amazing marriage series. If you are married, if you are not yet married, if you're going to be married, if you're divorced and maybe going to be married again, whatever circle you fall into, um, man, don't miss this. Invite somebody. Invite families. This series is going to be fantastic, and I'm excited to kick this off next Sunday, 9 and 11. Um, come on, let's get right into this. Let's get right into this. As we look to um, truly the reality of, of what it is of, of being in a, a spiritual fight and what it is to really be in a, a true spiritual battle. And there's, there's three points to this thing. Number one, that we've got to be aware that it's real. Number two, we've got to know that Christ has given us the victory, but it doesn't end there. We don't just say, oh, I got the victory. The enemy can't touch me. Actually, he can, and he does, and he wants to, and he pulls around like a roaring lion. He wants to just destroy you. That's his desire. Yes, the victory has already been won. Death on the grave, we have the victory. But the reality is God gives us some very true, true pictures of what we are still yet called to do as believers so that that influence doesn't fall on us because it's real. And the enemy, his, his greatest victory is no one ever gives him uh, any place. Like if you just ignore the enemy like he doesn't exist, he loves that. Because we are called to be watched for, we're called to be on alert, we're called to stand guard, we're called to stand firm. And if nobody's doing that because we just take it so lightly, then we've missed it. And, and we, we, you may not even know that you're under some spiritual, truly spiritual dark attack. You may not even understand what is going on in my life right now. Why is this happening? And I'm not saying being a Christian is always going to be, be better roses, right? Things happen, but there's times and seasons just like, man, what is, this just seems like it just came out. What is happening right now? And we have to look and say, have I opened the door to some influence that I know is not of light? And when our eyes are open to a very real spiritual realm, that is all around. Man, we need, we need to be, begin to really pay attention and we need to really begin to pray and we need, really need to begin to seek and we need to be very, very careful on what we're absorbing and what we're allowing in our house. And some will listen to this and go, man, that's a little overreact. Or you look at this and say, you know what, I have opened the door and it's not an overreact. And man, I need to be on guard because this is very real. Because this is very real. And, and man, if you look with me, please, just we're going to start in a verse and then we're going to kind of go around this. And you need to understand that this is, this is everywhere. Like demonic activity and a dark presence is in music. It's in movies. It's in shows. It's in board games. 
If you, if you are foolish enough to play uh, with tarot cards, if you're foolish enough to play with Ouija boards, if you're foolish enough to go, to go get your palms read, if you're foolish enough to actually believe your horoscope, all of these things that are just common day practice, common day practice for people, you've opened yourself up to a serious deep darkness. Like this is not a game. This is not a game. Satan loves to just think this is just a want you to think this is just a game or it's just a cartoon or it's just a good witch or it's just a fun board game or it's just or it's just and man when you downplay the supernatural like when you truly downplay the supernatural and you get accustomed to just watching spells and watching mediums and watching spiritists and watching the new age and watching crystals and just think that this is all okay I just read a horoscope it's fine gave me some good news or I did this man it's fine. Nothing happened to me. I didn't lose an arm. Like we could, we could go down a real stupid list of foolishness to say, why are you dabbling in this? Because it's all just dark. Amen. There's cartoons that are just all cute and funny. There's a newer one that's put on by Disney through FX and Hulu that's called Little Demon. And it's a wonderful cartoon about a 13-year-old girl that is demonic, that is dark, that is evil, that is put on as a, has a mature rating, but ma, it's not for kids, it's for adults, but then why is there a 13-year-old girl who's the star of the show that in the first episode she gets her period and you want men to watch this show because now she's some woman? Like, full exposure of nudity. I do not, please do not go back and check this. It's, a, it's, it's, it's terrible, but it's a cute little cartoon that now kids are watching and listen, if you look at one of, I'm not even going to give his name, an executive producer, I looked into this guy. It is filthy, 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 evil, demonic, where he has put videos out there of him doing crazy, crazy things to fake children. This is the executive producer that we just think it's a cute little cartoon. It's demonic. And that's just one of the most recent cartoon shows. It's like... Church, the reality is we gotta we gotta dive into this thing in, 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 in deep real quick to say, okay, open our eyes. There is the supernatural. There is so much that takes place in the invisible world. There is so much that takes place in a realm that you do not see. Just because you do not see it doesn't mean it does not exist. Biblically, it exists. We see it all through scripture. We see an influence all through scripture. And church, what happens? When today there is a true awareness to say, hold on, what am I watching? What are my kids watching? What games am I playing? Is there witches and warlocks? And is there mediums and spirits? And is there spells? And is like, oh, it's just a game. It's just a game to you, but it's real in the spirit realm, which then has an influence and impact within your home. And then we stand and wonder why. There is warning after warning after warning. And I just want to read 1 Timothy chapter 4. It says this. But the Spirit explicitly says, that's God, the Holy Spirit, explicitly says that in later times some will fall away from the faith, paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons. This is in our day. This is in the church age. This is the here and now. That there will be many who claim be followers of Christ, and then they're going to fall into this deceitful spirits. 
You got to remember who is the head of the deceitful spirit. Who's, who's the, the master of all of this? Satan himself, who what, is, is the best liar and murderer of all time. He is a liar. He is a murderer. He is the best at deceit. This is what he does. He is the very best at getting people to walk astray when people aren't paying attention. He's really good at deception. He's really good at getting in the middle of things and getting in the way. This is what he does. And here you see this, that in the last day, we're at, we're here. Like this is the church age that you'll see many will begin to follow these deceitful spirits and you'll see many who open themselves up to doctrines of demons. And this is just doctrines is teaching. This is the teachings of the devil. Church, when you see, you know, the study of the stars and people worship the stars and you see witches and they're casting their spells and you see this new age and you see the gems and the crystals and this is all stuff that is a very serious wave right now. And we need to be paying close attention that that's not entering into our house, that's not entering into our schools, that's not entering into our kids by their phones, by videos, by, by, by comedy, that's not entering through Disney or any other cartoon, that's not entering through board games that are just supposed to be fun. And we open ourselves up to a, to a true darkness, and, and we have to be aware. Can you put up, uh, we're going to go through several verses quickly, uh, Acts twenty six eighteen, please. Acts 26, 18, I want you to see this. Uh, to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the dominion of Satan to God. Like there's just, again, we hit it all the time here. There's two teams and there's only two sides. And listen, listen, you can be influenced by both. Even as a Christian, you can be powerfully influenced by both. You can be, in, if you open the door to the darkness and the dominion of Satan, you will be influenced by that, by that dominion. You have to be aware of this. You've got to understand this. Open their eyes. I love this. To open their eyes, pay attention, be aware so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the domain of Satan. That's the authority, the domain, the realm of Satan to God so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among those who've been sanctified by faith. Colossians 1, please. I want you to see this. Colossians 1, please. For he rescued us from the domain of Satan. I love this. And transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. There is a transfer that takes place from darkness to light. Just watch this. Just because you have been transferred and you know that I'm born again. And I know that I am going to heaven. I know that my sins are forgiven. If you put your head in the sand when it comes to a very real domain of darkness. And you just think I'm saved. I've been transferred. I'm good. My job is done. You have missed it biblically. And we'll get to that. Today is one of those days that we're just like, okay, we need to be aware of this. We need a teaching on this. What's the reality of this? Because the enemy would love it if you just didn't even think about it. The enemy would love it if you thought the battle was completely over when you got saved. No, that's when a, a, a biblical born-again believer fight begins. That's when you fight for your marriage. That's when you fight for your kids. That's when you pray and you cover and you, you walk in the way of a light and not darkness. That's why you're very aware of everything that's coming into your house. You're very aware of every board game we play. You're very aware of these different, whatever it is that you know, okay, well, it's just a fun spell. No, there's a very real dominion of darkness. And there's a very real dominion of Satan. That is a very real realm. And we need to be aware of these things. Right? We need to be aware of these things. 
Turn with me, please, to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 18, please. I want you to see, uh, and, and, and there's, there's so much in Scripture. We have short time in one day to try to cover so much. But I love my wife, and she loves a three-point message. So I'm just like, okay, I'm usually I'm a one. Like, I want you to get it. Like, I'll preach it until you get it. I got no problem with that. If you didn't get it this week, I, listen, I, I'm the pastor of the church. I'm the one in the schedule of the preaching. I can preach it again next week if you don't get it this week. I'm good with that, right? So I'm one who says, let's, let's preach it till they get it. Let's get one point so you can soak in one point. But my lovely wife loves three points. So today, it's be aware and understanding what's taking place. Uh, number two, it's our victory is already in Christ. Uh, but number three is our yet still responsibility. So there's three points. So if you just listen to that, high five, man. We're, we're in good shape right now. Come on, Deuteronomy 18 says this, verse 9. And when you enter into the land which the Lord your God gives you. Now watch this. you you got to understand that there is a, a possession of land, so to speak, in the Old Testament of those coming in and taking over right? Uh, But how much more so even in our own little space that you've, watch this now, you've allowed, here here is God's people going in and taking over. How much have you allowed the enemy, our enemy Satan to come in and take some ground? Like this is what we've got, we've got to be aware. Watch this, verse nine. So when you enter the land which the Lord your God gives you, you shall not learn to imitate, look at this, the, 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 I can't see, da, 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 da. Woo! The detestable things. I put some crane over that and it's a little too dark for me today with my eyes. Come on, the detestable things of those nations. There shall be not found among you anyone who makes his son or his daughters pass through the fire. That's sacrifice. Who uses divination, who uses the practices of witchcraft or one who interprets omens, or sorcerer, or one who casts a spell, or mediums, or spiritist, or one who calls up the dead. For whoever does these things is detestable to the Lord. And because of the detestable things, the Lord your God will drive them out before you. And you shall be blameless before the Lord your God. For those nations you shall dispose. Listen to those who practice witchcraft. He says, you shall not listen to those who practice witchcraft and diviners. But as for you, those But as for you, the Lord your God has not allowed you to do so. Watch verse 15. But the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet. That's God's spokesperson. Like me from among you and from your countrymen, you shall listen to him. Like I love it. Even in the Old Testament, he's like, here's the list of of Satan's players. Don't listen or give any attention to any of those. Spells, mediums, spiritists, you go down the whole list. And then he just says, listen, I'm going to give you one who's going to speak on my behalf. You listen to him. And we have the word of God today and we listen to it. Right? So when, when you see this, Second Kings give us, gives us this amazing true story. We don't have time to turn there, but Second Kings gives us this amazing, amazing story. You've got Elisha, and Elisha is the prophet of God. And Elisha, uh, he hears from God. God's speaking to Elisha. And Elisha is telling the king of Israel, like, hey, there's an attack coming, and the attack is coming at this place at this time, so you need to be aware. And he continues this process, and the king of Amram gets upset because he begins to see every time we attack, Israel's ready for us. Who in my camp is a traitor and telling the king of Israel when we're about to attack? And then one of his men says, well, actually, nobody from your tank, uh, from, from your from your side, it's actually that prophet Elisha, this guy, it's as if he's in your bedroom when you're talking about this stuff. 
Could you imagine that? The king is telling his plans. Obviously, God already knows them. Speaks to Elisha. Elijah speaks to the king of Israel. Israel is saved. And the, and the king of Amram is like, who's, who's the traitor here? It's actually nobody. It's the prophet of God. Is He's actually like listening in your bedroom type of deal. And he's like, well, it's time to take him out. So you see in 2 Kings where, where the king sends, the Bible says, horses and chariots and a great army. And Elisha is with one servant. It's Elisha and his servant. Not a warrior. Not a soldier. Servant. Carries his stuff. So the king sends these horses, chariots, and this great military after one man and his servant. The servant wakes up, walks out of the tent. He sees the, the, this, this, this mighty army circling where they're at. <clears throat> um, Elisha, you up? Elisha, you, whoo! Uh, hey, sir, can you come out here? Can, can, I need you to wake up. Like, I was making the coffee. Like, you know, I know you like it with half and half, but making the coffee. And I, there's just like, whoo, there's like, hey, Elisha, can you come out here? Elisha comes out and see what's going on. And as calm and cool, he just simply, do not be afraid. There's more with us than with them. Amen. Hey, master. Um, one, two. Did you bump your head? Like, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then he says, Lord, would you open his eyes? <laughs> and on the mountain, there were these chariots of fire. Church, this is a very real realm and a very real world that you cannot see. And it's all around us. We are called to pay attention to our part in this. And when we truly see this and understand this, we say, okay, there really is a dark side and there really is a light side and there really is Satan and his, his minions and his demons are, are the angels that fell. The third of the angels, we have no idea how many that is. A third of the angels fell with Satan. But yet God has his holy army that surrounds him. He's like, do not fear. What are you talking about? Just, Lord, if you would, could you open his eyes? That's real. Like, that happened. Did you hear stories of missionaries who were overseas and there was gangs that were ready to attack these missionaries and then all of a sudden the, the, the gangs that were ready to attack the missionaries saw these flaming angels that would surround these missionaries and missionaries knew nothing about it. They would, they would be questioned later and say, we were going to kill you, but you had these flaming, flaming soldiers that are all around you. They're like, what are you talking about? No, they, we, there was many of us there and we saw it. And when you, when you hear these things, you say, yes, that's real. So I think today is we have to be aware that there's a very real invisible world. We have to be aware that there 
there are demons and there are angels, and we have to be aware that there's influence on both. And we look to, number two, we look to the victory of this. Right, we're just going to stick in, in 1 John chapter 3. If you could put that up there, please. 1 John 3, 8. I want you to just see this because here's the victory part, right? The one who practices sin is of the devil. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. But the Son of God appeared for this purpose to destroy the works of the devil. It's like, okay, we put weight now on, on, on Jesus Christ. We now put weight on the, the very work of the cross. We now put weight saying, okay, okay, the reality is is the victory is found in Christ. The victory isn't found in me. The victory is found in Christ. But the Son of God appeared for this very purpose. Right? The, the, the Son of God appeared for this very purpose. We know he came to seek and to save that which was lost. We, we know he came to declare that which was truth. But he also came for this purpose to destroy the works of the devil. I love that. There's victory in Jesus, 1 John 4, 4. Again, these are verses that you should be like, when you know that you're under attack, these, this is the bank, man. This is the verses that we need to say, ah, I'm pulling this one out. This is what I'm praying. This is what I'm believing. This is what I'm doing. I love this for you are from God, little children. Like, listen, I'm his. I belong to God. And when I understand this, we begin to pray with authority. We begin to pray with some oomph. And I'm not saying you got to get loud like me. I just, I'm just loud. That's what I am loud. You could whisper and God could hear you. But please hear this. When you do pray, I encourage you to pray out loud because the enemy and the dominions can't read your thoughts. God can, but, but he cannot. So if you are in this season that you're like, man, there is this influence that is in my house and I need it gone that you pray out loud in Jesus' name. There's an influence over my children and I need it gone and you pray in Jesus' name. Come on, for you are from God, little children, and have overcome them. Why? Because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. No, God is greater. No, God is greater than this. No, I am a child of God. I belong to him. I love this. Why? For you have overcome them because greater is he. Greater is he. Greater is he who is in me. I know God is great, but yet I also know that he is greater than the enemy. I know that he is greater than them. I know that he is greater from the demons. We see that all through scripture where Jesus say, get out. Jesus declared, out. Well, listen, listen, can you not just release us? Can you put us into the pigs? It's amazing the authority that Jesus Christ carries over all demonic activity. Get out. Well, can you put us in the pigs? Get out and never mention my name. Well, we know who you are. Shut up. And they have to obey. <laughs> Greater is he who's in me than he who is in the world. There's authority that we take and there's authority that we have in the precious name of Jesus. 1 John chapter 5, please. Verses 4 and 5. For whatever is born of God, get it, get it. Man, if you got your Crayolas, get this verse down and begin to highlight in the same thing three places. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. It's our faith. One is the one who overcomes the world, but he believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Church, when you understand what is our faith, it is our faith, it is our faith, it is our trust, it is our belief in what Jesus. I believe in Jesus. 
I believe that Jesus is all powerful. I believe that Jesus' name carries weight and carries authority to it. I love this. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world. What is the victory that overcomes the world? Faith. Now I trust. Now I believe. My faith is in him. My belief is in him. My trust is in him. Watch it, watch it. Who is the one who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Do you believe that? Do you know Christ as Savior? Then you have the ability to overcome the world. And it is by your faith. We've got to see the victory is ours, but it's through Jesus Christ. The victory is ours over darkness. The victory is ours over, over the enemy. The victory is ours over the world. It's there and it's for us and it's one. And it is for all those who believe. Because I have the ability in Christ to overcome the world. And it is by my trust. It is by my faith. Church, what happens when you're just, you're just going through it? You're just in it. You're going through it. And you know, man, this, is, this, isn't, this isn't light. This isn't of God. What happens when you really begin to understand what is, what is my responsibility here? I need to trust Jesus. I need to depend on his name. I know that I have the ability to overcome we're just going to pray. Church, when you look at the Lord's Prayer, there's this amazing piece to Matthew 6.13. That it's a part of our prayer to protect and to deliver from the evil one. Are you praying that? Are you praying that over your marriage? Are you praying that over your spouse? If you have a prayer partner, are you praying that over your prayer partner? Are you praying that over your kids? Are you praying that over your parents? That this is, Jesus says, pray like this. This is how we're supposed to pray. God, that you would protect us or deliver us from the evil one. For your kingdom is power and glory. That, that, that's your kingdom. Like Again, there's two kingdoms. God, protect us from the evil one and his kingdom and his domain because, God, I know that it's your kingdom and it's your domain that is majestic, that is powerful. That's what I know. Your kingdom is majesty. Your kingdom is power. And this is Jesus saying, hey, hey, pray like this. Church, are you praying? If you have a prayer partner, are you praying for them? They're expecting it. They're expecting it. Are you praying, God, protect them from the evil one? Are you praying over your kids? Are you praying over your marriage? Are you praying over your spouse? Are you praying over your parents? God, protect them from the evil one. God, deliver them. Rescue them. This is a part of what we're called to do and our responsibility. Come on, 1 Peter 5, please. I want you to get this. 
you have it up on the on the screen as well, but I want you to see this, please. Keep it up on the screen, please. First Peter 5 says this. Verse 8, be of sober spirit and be on the alert. Paul writes to, or Peter writes this to the church. Like he's writing this. Because yes, yeah, I'm aware that there's a dark side. Yes, I'm aware. Spells, mediums, spiritists. I, I'm aware of the Ouija board. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm aware of the tar- tarot cards. I'm aware. I'm, yes, I'm aware of the board games. I don't do any of that. I'm aware of horror films. I don't pay attention to that. It's just evil. Why do I want to not sleep and be afraid when I'm called to not be afraid? That he hasn't given me a spirit of fear. Well, I don't even want to put that in my spirit. I get that. I'm aware. And yes, I know that I have overcome the world because of Jesus Christ and my faith. I get it, Christ. You, you've, you've dealt with this already. And I call on your name and I know that. But number one, in my responsibility, I need to pray. I need to be aware, but I need to pray. And number two, I love where, where by the Holy Spirit, Peter's writing this in verse, in, verse, in verse eight, he says, be of sober spirit, which means don't allow something to come in and intoxicate or contaminate your spirit. What you see, what you watch, what you listen to, people of influence that you allow in your circle, <coughs> people of influence you allow in your kids, they can taint your spirit. They can contaminate your spirit. He says, be sober spirit. Be on the alert. I think, I do think that we just lose this peace. I think we just put our head in the sand. I think that we, we at times, we're, we just kind of forget that we're in a battle. But yet all these things are going on all around us and we're just like, what's happening? Why is this going on? And you forgot, man, you forgot, you forgot that this is spiritual. You forgot that this is a battle. You're not praying. You're not leading your day in worship. You're not seeking the Lord. You're watching just the domain of darkness type things and allow it into your house and then you wonder why. allowed people, persons, or places, or things to intoxicate your spirit, get you distracted. And Peter's like, come on, wake up. Be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, he prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may desire. He loves it. The enemy loves it when he finds you asleep. And I'm not talking physically I'm talking spiritually he loves it when he finds you sleeping spiritually he prowls around like a roaring lion just seeking waiting to devour to pounce be on the alert be watchful pay attention stand firm watch this this is beautiful resist him. How? Firm in your faith. Firm in your faith. Can you look at this? But resist him. How? Firm. That means established. That means not moved. Firm. Established. Fixed in my faith. Knowing that the same experiences of suffering being accomplished by your brethren. I love it. This just simply means, hey, you're not alone. You're not alone. He's just not picking on you. 
Now listen, Satan is not everywhere all at once. He's not omniscient. He's not all-knowing. That, 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 he is not God. He is a created being by God as an angel at one point. But he does have a very ferocious army that is demonic and evil. And they are everywhere. Be on the alert. You're not alone. Stand firm in your faith. Stand firm in your faith. Resist him. For, for us to think, ah, I'm saved, I'm good, I'm covered, he can't touch me. Wrong. Resist him. That means vigorously oppose. Vigorously oppose. How? In my faith. There's so many times like, God, I'm going to trust in you. God, I'm not going to get wrecked by this. My faith is in you. Jesus, I trust in you. There's times I know that you will fight for me. There's times I only need to be still, but there's times that I need to do my part. My part is to be on my face. My part is to seek you. My part is to pray and to pray and to pray and to pray and to pray. My job is to stand firm. My job is to be alert. My job is to be aware of everything that's coming in through my house. My job is to be aware of the influence of my kids. That's my job. That's my responsibility. Wake up. Reality check. I think we've fallen asleep to this and the enemy loves it. And you wonder why. There's just so much taking place in my life. Come on, if you just stand to your feet, please. Today is one of those days that you see this and you're like, okay, what do I do with this? I really feel like there is this, this true spiritual attack. And man, my family's going through it. I've been under it. Number one, we've got, listen, please, number one, you got to identify where it came from. You got to identify, have we been careless with our television, have we been careless with our board games? Have we been careless with, with the, 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 just the real obvious horoscopes and crystals like we think they're fun? Have we been careless and have we opened the door? And where have we opened the door? Number one, identify and remove. Identify and remove. And then you need to declare Christ. And you need to bring prayer and Jesus into this whole thing. Say, no, it is by my faith and I am called to stand firm. Ephesians 6, stand firm, stand firm, stand firm. You don't fight against flesh and blood. Man, we've got to get that. You're not battling somebody. You're battling, you're battling at a spiritual influence. You're not battling somebody. You're not battling your wife or your husband. You're not battling your kids. You're not battling relationships. You're not fighting against flesh and blood. This is spiritual. Church, this is spiritual. We are called to put on the armor of God. And keep it on. And be aware. Stand firm. Come on, bow your heads, please. We're going to sing a song. All heads bowed. If anyone needs prayer in this in this realm, in this area, will you know, man, I have known that I have been under attack. On the count of three, just put your hands up high 
and say, God, it's time to do work in this. Come on, one, two, three, put them up high. Just all over the place, man. Put them up high. If you're like, I, I know that it's attack. I know that I'm not fighting flesh and blood. This is of the enemy. And it's time to deal with it. It's time to deal with it. Keep your hands up high. But church, it's not just a one and done. It's a work, man. It's a work. It's a resistance. It's a work. It's a resistance. It's a work. It's a pray and it's a continue to pray. You pray until it leaves. You pray until it leaves. You pray until it leaves. You pray until the influence is gone. You pray and you keep praying and you don't give up. You don't stop. You pray and you pray and you pray and you pray. This is the start today of the fight. This is the start today of the battle. It's not just one and done. We fight and we fight and we fight and we fight. Jesus, we just pray over every one of us in this place that has been under attack that we just cry out the name of Christ with all power, with all authority. The demons must flee at that name. Jesus, you are all powerful. Jesus, you carry the authority. And you are greater who is in us than he who is in the world. And we've all overcome the world by our faith. And today, we make a declaration. Today, we stand firm. Today, we become immovable. And today, we have been made aware. And today, we make changes. Today, we remove influences. Today, we change the channel permanently. God, let us not play games with this. And God, I pray for a victory over every one of us today. God, I pray for this spiritual influence to be gone and we will continue to pray. And Father, I do ask in Jesus' name, Christ, as you've called us to pray, that you would deliver us from the evil evil one. You will deliver us and protect us and rescue us from the evil one. We get this and we know that you can deliver and we know that you will protect. And I truly pray a covering. God, let your let your and beings do a work, a serious work in our lives that you would put uh, an angel protection around us, that you would hedge us by the angels. And Father, I ask that you would move in this way in the invisible realm that we may never see it, but God, we trust that you are doing your part. We trust that you are moving your angels in position now to take authority over the situations in our lives. Father, we trust you. We believe in you and we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Come on, amen. Come on, as we sing and as we worship, man, close this out and continue to just do battle. Come on, let's go.